Hello and welcome to another episode of Fabulous and Female where today I am super excited to be talking to the lovely Joe Reader. Joe is um not far from me just over the bridge in North Bristol um where she lives with her beautiful so excited because I've actually seen seen her super spirited seven-year-old gorgeous bouncy dog oh just love dogs so this is like even lush even more lush to be able to talk about dogs well, well. the seven-year-old seven is the child seven-year-old is the child yeah yes <laughs> yes well okay we might talk about children we talk about children talk about dogs but the oh, beauty yeah should the, how old the, is the dog two very bouncy yeah oh wow okay looks older but labs do anyway let's move on so seven-year-old gorgeous child mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so joe loves her job loves being self-employed um and you initially graduated which i didn't know this until i read your bio um with a degree in music qualifying as a music teacher a year later um, teaching in a secondary school and then a Young Offenders Institute eventually led her to work for the local authority, supporting families through difficult times. She is now an accredited psychotherapist turned therapeutic coach, having retrained when you were 34, which I'm going to come on to that because that's interesting. <laughs> um, you spent two decades confronting weight stigma, champion, championing, I hate that word, Body Liberation, writing a master's thesis on weight stigma in therapy and publishing an article on fat oppression in the leading specialist magazine for counsellors and psychotherapists in the UK. You are also hugely passionate about fostering women's freedom and self-acceptance of their bodies, freeing women of the generational trauma of female body shame. And it's an honour and privilege to be part of this. Welcome, lovely Joe. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> lovely introduction. So that is a very kind of overview, structured, little bit of bio about you. What I'd love to know is a little bit more about you and a bit more about you personally, if you're willing to share, please. Yeah, for sure. Should we start with the personal stuff? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. It's much more fun, isn't it, really? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's something about me. Um, so, yeah, I've got, as we've established, got a dog and a child. Um, uh, they are both very bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> Equally as uh, challenging is not the right word, but opportunist, should we say yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, spirited is the polite, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes, I love dogs. I love dogs. And it's, uh, yeah, we share that passion, don't we? We do. We do. What is it about dogs you love? Good question. Um, yeah. I think it's their loyalty. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, their unconditional love. Like they just, I had a cat before and cats are like, oh, yeah, whatever. Not <laughs> for me. Not for me. Um, yeah. Oh, I fell in love with it. It wasn't my choice to have a cat, but I, I fell in love with her. But um, dogs are just like, you know, every time I walk into a room, the tail wags. Yeah. I'm excited to see you. Yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah. being pleased to be seen every whatever yeah whatever yeah love that okay so yeah a little bit more what else do we want to know about joe what do you want to know about me i love getting to the sea i need mm. to see that is me where too. i 
just feel um, just at peace with the world, really. It's a bit indescribable, but it's, yeah. it's a connection with nature. It is, yeah. Um, dog walk on yeah. the sea, um, yeah. on the beach, by the sea. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I, I knew you'd ask me some personal things, and I well, the things I jotted down were dogs, crisps. <laughs> yes. Like, <gasps> crisps. Okay, flavour. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've had this conversation before. I'm sure we have. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's, the, it's the only flavor, right? Yeah. Sorry for all the other people that don't like salt and vinegar, but I'm well, not sure there are friends. other flavors. Okay. Well, there, there are. It's like you know, there are other brands out there. Salt and vinegar are the best. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, what else I put? Log fires. I love log fires. I've got a log fire. Mm. I love it. Love it. I mean, I, I love the summer, but when the winter comes, I'm oh, yeah. all about like, get some yeah. lights, some candles, and light the fire. Yeah, absolutely. I so, love. The um the definite weathers though you know mm. when it's like when it's really summer lush and when it's really winter brilliant when it's just in between you're like what's going on is it going to snow is it going to rain is it just like oh, come on just let me put a log fire on and just be all cushy and yeah, yeah there is something about that definite which is why I quite like winter because I'm like I know yeah. what I have that in the depth yeah. it's very yeah. cold today isn't it it's like it is I can light a fire tonight great yeah yeah. <laughs> You could put one on now if you wanted. Well, I could. I could, I can you? you know? I do sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> feels very... Uh, it's very different. naughty in the middle of the day to put a fire on. <laughs> okay, right. Thank you, Joe. So with crisps, uh, dogs, log fires. Amazing. I think the audience know a little bit more about um, three things that you love. All very similar to me, actually. That's why we like each other. Okay, so I would love to know... You retrained at 34. Mm. Um, what made you think about retraining to what you do? Well, I was working for the local authority, um, working in schools and working with families um, around um, kids who weren't going to school. So going yeah. to families and trying to work out what the problems were. And I realised that I really needed kind of good listening skills in order to build that relationship and really you know, let people trust you and then try and find a way forward. Yeah. I went on a few kind of day training courses and I was like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and I faffed around for about 10 years not doing it because I was like, I don't know what course to do. I don't know. Mm -hmm. oh, when's the right time to retrain and the money and everything. And then, yeah, I just like one summer, someone just, you know, someone just asked me a question like, well, how long are you going to wait? And I was like, right, no, you're right. Mm -hmm. And what I, a great question. I know. What, yes. what are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was someone yeah. I didn't know. It was like at a party, you know, just, just small. Yeah. But they got, got a really good coaching question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, but yes, good point. And the next day I went back and looked on the on the internet, looked up um, University of Bristol courses, and they just reopened their bookings. They hadn't quite got enough numbers for the year. So they were mm. going to January instead of September. This was August or something. And I was like, yeah. it's it's meant to be. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And what did that entail then when you had to retrain? Was it like a number of years? Three years. Three, three year years. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, you can just do it in like two years as a postgrad diploma. Okay. But I converted it to three years. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Part time whilst working. Wow. Time. And then then you have to have placement. You have to see clients to yeah. get around. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how did you, deal with that I guess is the right word isn't it when you were working full-time did you you didn't have your daughter no I wasn't no. I wasn't a mum then so that's a no. great yeah visit. okay 
Yeah. Just but still, you still have life to and days. Like, yeah, I five days working for. Went to college wow. a day a Friday. Yeah, and then did my clients in evenings. It was a bit crazy. Yeah, and how did you feel when you retrained and you've done all that for like three years? You know, bloody hard work. Just amazing, amazing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. It was absolutely my, you know, born to do vocation. So I loved the training and um, not much of the essay writing. But anyway, um, <laughs> I did, yeah. uh, not for me. I did. I just oh. loved the learning and felt very proud of myself, really redoing, you know, doing that in mm. my sense. And, um, uh, and, then, and then I so part way through, I sort of qualified in the diploma part. And, and then I so I set up to be self-employed after that whilst I was doing the masters yeah and, um that felt a real sense of achievement in fact interestingly one of the reasons I wanted to go into counseling aside from loving it was so I could be self-employed and get a dog yeah <laughs> a really big driver <laughs> so right. we could have the freedom to yeah. have a dog and yeah. do you know what though that's a that Joe is a really really good reason because everybody needs a dog in their life I'm okay. telling you now I love that Love it. Okay. Although, but that was a long time ago now because I then met a man who had a cat. So we had yeah, and cats. neither no, of them cats are in my life anymore. Um, but anyway, uh, okay. but that's why I now have a dog. That's why I now have a dog, yeah. <laughs> and that's why they're very loyal and they wag their tail. Okay, so interesting though. So if somebody is thinking that, you know, what you were, you know, you, when's the right time? What are you actually waiting for? What would you say to somebody now if they're thinking, oh, you know, I'd love to be able to do that. What what would you, what advice would you give them, Joe? Oh, a few things went through my mind then. Was obviously, I'd advocate for anybody. If you've got an absolute passion and you know what you need to do, don't, don't wait. I mean, yeah. you know, there's got to be a few practicalities in place, but yeah, of course. Um, I am just so glad I, I did that and committed to it. And it was... A difficult time in terms of juggling everything but mm. um the, the thing is if you just keep waiting you'll probably end up doing it one day and then you've just yeah. wasted you know all exactly. that time when you could have yeah and yeah. it's always it's like anything isn't it the anticipation of something is always worse than actually once you're in it yeah it was intense but absolutely yeah and I, and I think the other thing that went through my mind is like a, in a sort of coachy counsellory sort of way you know you have to be sure it's what you want to do to you know because that's what I was you know like is counseling going to be the right thing should I be doing psychology or should it be music therapy because mm. I, I'm just stalling not making a decision because it is a big decision and a big yeah. outlook. and what it if is. it's the wrong one what if it's the right one isn't it that's why exactly. I think yeah exactly. what if it's I think that right was one? my procrastination it's like I don't know what the right one is mm. but you know, you know it's a child and that's the thing right I always think that do we ever really know until we until we do something and now you're like you know, you're so passionate about it what made you take another step back here what made you um leave the music teaching <laughs> well this could get a bit juicy okay <laughs> share as much or as little as you can or want to please all i'll say is there's any teachers listening you know that is a very hard job and there was a sort of defining point when i was 24 mm. working every sunday i had to 
that I thought I'm not I'm not going out and living life yeah yeah I just thought do you know what no because I love working with teenagers like I've worked with teenagers all my career mm. I love teenagers and I like working with schools but actually being in a school yeah I mean I think it's just quite an abusive career the job is never done and you're scrutinized in ways you're not in the same you know mm. uh, so many demands yeah it's a huge job yeah I mean, it is um the amount of this is a bit of a soapbox of mine, but as a parent, you know, the only place really children go, have to go, predominantly most children go to school. Mm-hmm. So that's the only institution or the only professionals that ever really see children on a regular basis. And the only people that see yeah. parents. Um, so true. I've never looked at it that way. Well, yeah, they are real yeah. hubs of like yeah. everything that goes on in a child's life. Yeah. And yet, you know, teachers are only trained to teach. I mean, I say only. It's a phenomenal yes. job. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So much. But, you yeah. know, they need to be bigger hubs than um, mm. just educationalist. Yeah. Kind of deal with Absolutely. so so much. Yeah. And there's so much these days. And I'm probably want to talk about um, teaching, but there's so much these days that they, they can't do. There's so many restrictions. And you think, oh, I'd love to be able to help these a bit more or do something. But there's so many boundaries, isn't there? And red tape that they just can't do it. So I think, I guess Almost for you. An impossible job. Yeah. And, um, what do you mean frustrating? Yeah, I, I did it for two years. Mm. I just thought, you know, sod this. Yeah. <laughs> sod this. Sod I love this. music, love kids. So there when I, that's why I went to go and work in a young event, offenders institute as a teacher. Mm. It was very different because we weren't having to follow the curriculum. There wasn't the red tape. Yeah. And amazing what they could achieve. Some of these yeah. young. Yeah. Um, that Absolutely. was a, a challenge, as you might yeah. imagine. Yeah, I uh, can imagine. Yeah, I've I've actually interviewed quite a few teachers who have who have um, left. Yeah, and either retrained or just yeah followed a passion and um, or fallen into something more accidentally. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said about how amazing teachers are. So I've got a lot of friends who are teachers. And also a massive credit, I think, to those that go, do you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm gonna walk away. Yeah, it's I'm just I'm just done with it, you know. Well, I know because it is really vocational. People don't yeah. go into teaching just for a laugh. No, they go, you know, because they really believe in in teaching the next generation. Yeah. It's very hard to walk away from that. Yeah. You know? It is, yeah. I, well, I'm saying it is, I can imagine it is. Um, you spend a lot of time training to do that career um so that's what I mean it's it's very I give a lot of credit and you know kind of well done to be able to step away from that and go into something else um which is where I want to come on to I guess so Joe and I have only kind of connected fairly recently haven't we um through a mutual sort of connection and Joe asked a question in a container that I sort of facilitate and it, it we just talked about it before we came live it, it I don't think about it all day every day I don't but it's it's something that Maybe. really stuck yeah it's really stayed with me um and it was around the common exact question now but it was around um the body and do you think it how you feel about your body holds you back in business mm. and joe explain how i kind of reacted when well, you I, asked I can me really that. remember it because i just yeah. said you know, i've got this question how i can't quite remember the wording either no now. how um you know if you have body insecurities or how much does your body hold you back in business mm. you were like oh oh yeah 
wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting question. Like it really stops you in your it, track. Yeah. And there's not a lot of things that really stop me in my track, but it got me thinking. So how many people this affects from a, maybe um, speaking up, um, starting a business, uh, I don't know, speaking on stage, just even being them as a human because of maybe society. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just delve into that a bit more. So I know you said it, just looking down on your bio, and you said it's an honour and privilege to be in this sort of place. Why is it so important to you? Yeah, great question. I mean, it is absolutely you know, if, if the other stuff hadn't been my life's work, this, you know, this yeah. is it. Yeah. I just want as many women, particularly, as possible to know that they don't have to feel such shame around their bodies. Mm. Um, because of my own experiences and what I've been, been through, or the journey I've been through, I know what it's like to come out the other side and it feels like, You've opened this door mm. into another world. You're like, wait, this world existed and I didn't, you know. Yeah. It's so freeing to not worry so much. I mean, it still exists, but not yeah, to really about what other people think of my body or what I really think about. I don't look in the mirror and feel any kind of yeah shame or hatred or it's Good. just non-existent. I mean, it it was there. Mm. Um, it's, it's not anymore. And the... Oh, my God, there's so much more space in my brain for other things. Yeah. It, oh, I, I love that. You've released us. You can do other things. Much more important. Just live your life. Yeah. And I, I just feel very passionately about how how women are very oppressed by this mm. um, idea that we need to worry about what our body looks like um, constantly. And yeah. I mean, I don't say that lightly. I think most people, I don't encounter many people who mm. don't insecurities like there, there are people but I would say the vast majority of women have some kind of body hang up yeah. and they don't brush it off as some kind of well you know it, it sits there as a concern yeah and it's often deep-rooted isn't it the, the, the well experiences that I know it's it's yeah. it's not something that's just come like you know in the last like six months it's often something that's come from childhood oh. You know, all of these things, you know, where all of our values, beliefs, our thoughts always come from childhood. And I and I always say this, I'm not blaming parents or, you know, things around us. But actually, we take a lot from those places. Um, so we learn to be human. Yeah. We are trained and programmed, women, girls, to mm. not like their bodies. And again, mm. that's a big statement, isn't it? But actually, it is, yeah. When you think about what goes on, and this isn't this isn't about parent blaming, it's certainly not about mother blaming. No. But our mothers were brought up in, you know, in a culture that was even more, you know, you think, I often say this to clients, you don't have to go back very far. Mm. Uh, so my grandmother, you know, was pulled out of school at 14 because her mother had died to look after the home. And that was the end of that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not very far away. That's no. And that was very, very common. I know. And so those mm -hmm. women brought up our mothers. But so they have been, you know, and that is post-war, it depends on how old you yeah. are, but 
And the the kind of things, the pressure on women's bodies and women's place in the world. We've been brought up by women who who didn't have that place in the world. No. And so when you think about bodies, the the focus on bodies in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, mm. all about being as small as possible, losing weight. Most most mothers went to some sort of diet club. Yeah. Oh God. Bloody so hell. Even um, if nothing was said to you as a child. Mm. You see your mum weighing herself, being upset at gaining weight, being happy at losing weight, and it's set. Yeah. And you take on all those emotions. You see all of those things. You hear all the things they're saying. And that's what goes into our brains, right? And that's what we remember. And that's what we feel like we should believe. It goes unquestioned. It does. Yeah, it really does. And I, I know that they're... I've got some friends who are now um, in the uh, physical education space. Okay, that's what they do. But they are still very much about um, educating their children, their families on, I am doing this for me, not for anybody else. Would you say that's important that you do things for you? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think that helps create a boundary around it. Mm. But it still sends a message. Mm. I mean, it depends what they're, uh, when you're saying physical education, obviously movement and exercise and stuff yeah. is it's good for all bodies. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's tons of evidence that, that says mm. that's the best thing for our health. I think when we're talking about dieting and weight loss and weight gain and things like that, I think if you're doing it and you're saying, I'm just doing it for me, it's very hard, particularly mm. girls, to not go, well, then I should be doing it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. They're still educating them that this is what they believe is the right thing to do, whereas not giving them the choice. Well, I mean, I think, you know, you can say with words, can't you? Mm. Um, you don't have to do this. Yeah. But, I mean, to use a very sort of strong example of, if yes. people, I mean, my, a lot of my work is predominantly around kind of weight stigma and fat phobia and things like that. The fear of being fat, even though I just body image as a, as a general thing, that is my kind of specialty. If you are a, a mother who is constantly trying to lose weight and losing weight and being happy around weight loss. If your child is is big, fat in any way or not very slim. How can they see their body as valid if mm. if their role model is saying, I am happier and more positive when my body's smaller? Yeah, yeah, completely get that. Isn't, yeah. You're saying maybe my body isn't as valid. I just don't know how you get that message across any other way. Yeah, that's so true. So how would you, is there a way that you... No, let's rephrase that. So if somebody came to you and said, Joe, right, I am um, not confident in, I don't know, going for a promotion or going to stand up on stage and speak because I feel fat. Yeah. I, you know, I personally do not like that word fat. I just don't. It just doesn't sit right with me. But actually, you know, to the person, but how... How would you sort of have those conversations around that with those people that have got the fear because of their body? 
would love to go back in a minute to talk about why you don't like the word fun. Okay, yeah, let's do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, how would I? Well, I spend, when I do my work, I spend a lot of time understanding people's story. Yeah. So um, I would ask them to, to tell me more. But what I would be trying to establish with someone is what their beliefs are mm-hmm. about being fat. Yeah, it, it depends whether they feel fat or are fat. Of course. Okay. Are people, they? Are they different? Well, I mean, some people carry a lot of weight and they're fat, hmm. and some people don't carry a lot of weight, but they feel overweight they or they feel, feel bloated. Yeah. They feel not slim enough, let's say. And mm-hmm. and this, this idea about feeling fat is, um, I mean, it's not an emotion, is it? And yet, it's kind of what people are saying. They feel yeah. a bit maybe that's yeah. it's stand in for that yeah so of course if someone was saying I feel fat I would be trying to unpick what do you mean by that Mm. um I guess there's a very common perception that fatter bodies aren't uh accepted so much in our society so Mm -hmm. if you are going for an interview or going to be on stage there is probably a worry that you're going to be judged in a bigger body yeah um than in a uh a sort of media ideal mm-hmm. size body. I mean, interestingly, you know, where is this magic size? Because, you know, you only need to look at a magazine or social yeah. media. If you go too thin, massive criticism. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, where what, is what, the, uh, Women's bodies aren't actually allowed to just be. That's the... So, yes, I would be exploring with somebody where they've got these messages from around. And I mean, not yeah. in a, like, I'm not stupid. I live in the same society. But yeah, tell yeah. me where you get the messages from yeah. around fat not being accepted. And, mm. and spend a lot of time, you know, unpacking those beliefs and trying to decide how much people sign yeah. up. To that. Yeah. And beneath the surface, it's really interesting. People kind of go, well, I don't really think I think all fat people you know, are unacceptable. I mean, especially when they're sitting in the room with me and we do talk about that. I yeah. am a fat person. Um, let's talk about how, what you think about fat people. And actually, we have a lot of very fixed beliefs. Mm. But surface, most people don't actually think fat people are useless or no. thin. Or no, Actually. <laughs> so they say did, they're not bloody nice people, that's what I think. Anyway. It's a it's very sweeping generalisation to yeah. make so when you drill down, people don't really believe that. But there are lots of messages we get in society around uh, around fat people. And, and, you know, I've got some really interesting um, kind of quotes around that I use in, in some of my work about, you know, fat is the, is the most feared thing to be for young girls growing up. They would prefer to be many, many things. Really? Yeah. Do you okay. want me to talk about some of these awful... Yeah, no, I would. Yeah, take the time to find them because that's really interesting. I've got, um, you know, I've got uh, twin daughters who are going to be turning four soon. And I, you know, I want them just to be. So all this education, I I just soak it up now because I take in as much as I can. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, it doesn't matter. Obviously, in my household, there is, you know, no fat shaming. It's not. Mm. And my child went to school is, you know hears lots of different views and comes back and goes, are you sure about this, mummy? Mm, yeah. So, so however much you do at home, you know, still exposed to it. Exactly, yeah. Right, these are quite these are quite shocking. I'm going to read them out to you. Mm. So this is a survey of American college students um, and it found that they would prefer to marry an embezzler, drug user or shoplifter than someone who is fat. 
Wow. Another study between females aged between 18 and 25 found over half would prefer to be run over by a truck than be fat. <gasps> and two thirds would choose to be mean or stupid than fat. Wow. And this is the this is the most shocking one. Um, this was just involving 100 women, but one in six mm. said they would prefer to be blind than obese. Um, and others would prefer alcoholism or catching herpes to being massively overweight. Wow. Okay. They're quite strong extreme. statements, aren't they? Yeah, they are extreme. But they're thoughts and they're exactly. valid. They're valid feelings for somebody. But it's saying they're right. How... No, no, no. But no. it tells you how how strongly for people feel about it and how scared people are of being fat. Mm. And it, the reason I sort of mention those is that, you know, they're in our society. So even though personally, when we actually think about it, we think, well, I, I'm not prejudiced about people who are fatter. Mm. But in our society, we tend to assume that people are un unhealthy. I mean, that's a really strong one. Yeah. Uh, unattractive. That's mm. also very high up on the list. Mm. But also unintelligent, unfit, lazy, yeah. you know, out of control, no willpower. Yeah. So th these are very, com it's a very common narrative. So who wants to be thought of like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, completely get I mean, when you're fat, you get heckled in the street. People will like, people will just drive up in their car and go, mm. Yeah, out like that get some exercise you know the assumptions it is it's and it's so it's well rubbish basically and that's why I'm looking at it because you know we're not I just I've just said this phrase on another on another recording actually and it's we're not I'm not responsible for other people's thoughts or opinions but for some people that's really hard and they can't just accept that's the norm no. And to get up on stage, yeah, go on social media and think somebody might say something mm -hmm. because they do. Yeah. You know, he's very scared. Mm. And my work is around really, it's about that self self worth and trying to find that kind of way of accepting yourself, even though society might not. But also, how do you tolerate mm. a society that might yeah. judge you and have comments about? especially women, you know, brilliant women and all they, I mean, you only need to look at our prime ministers, you know, they, they, if we're female prime minister, let's talk about what they're wearing. Yeah. Sorry. Does it, does it actually matter what they're wearing? Yeah. No, I know. That's a great example, actually. And there's always those, um, oh God, I haven't read a magazine for years, but you know, it was always like, I see a celebrity on a beach and like, oh, look, look at her, look. Actually, well, there was one actually recent oh I say recently in the last six months and it was um oh model Kate Kate Moss that Kate Moss and she was like you know Kate Moss has always been um portrayed as being very thin yeah. um as a model but she you know she she just looked like Kate Moss to me and it was like oh she's put on weight she's getting uh, I'm going to use the word fat but you know and I was just like okay but that's still happening. Why do we think that that's acceptable for... Why is it important? People? Exactly. Why, and do you know what? That's actually a really good question. Why is it important? So what, what would you say to somebody? I know you're like, you know, you're a massive advocate for reducing the amount of body shaming that goes on, whichever way you look at it. What would you say to those people? What do you say to those people that still use those pictures, those phrases. 
don't waste my energy. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what, Joe. That's actually really good. That's a good way of looking at it. You isn't can't, it? you know, you can't convert or preach to no. listen. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind having a debate with somebody, but I can imagine you would love that. <laughs> I, love, I love it. But I also just think don't, you know, it's all like don't read the comments. Just don't mm. engage. Mm. Um because just some people don't want to know, you know, and yeah. my my clients are people who are like, I feel like there's another way to see this, you know, they're up for it already. Um, but I think, you know, as a fundamentally, it's a massive distraction in our society to keep directing women to worry mm. about these things yeah. so that we don't take over the world or something. Mm. I, I really do think there's a very, um, it, it, it is a very sexist and misogynistic at the end of the day it's a way to really control yeah um, it control there is it yeah it's a strong it's word isn't it and it's I think what I feel passionately about is like and this is what my clients say is like the freedom is I've always felt you know it's like this glass ceiling I, I can't quite get any further mm. because it's like, well, you can you know yeah you've got to work, work a bit harder and break through some of these barriers but mm -hmm. don't let the patriarchy yeah um, say that you're, you're not allowed and you can't you know it's all the whole idea about i can't wear this kind of top can't wear sleeveless tops, sleeveless top. tops. Oh, can. yeah I mean, somebody might stare or whatever i mean you have to deal with that but you could bloody yeah. well you wear can wear a bikini. that Basically. is um a classic one actually and family members have said to me can't exactly come with that because my bingo wings or you know all these names we give to parts of our body and I mean you can you you can you can do whatever you bloody want it's how then you deal with any sort of comments or repercussions that come from it I'm not Which saying that it's easy I'm not no. saying I'm still not quite there with a the bikini I don't know I just don't it's just a step too far for me mm. many people do and they're fabulous yeah for me that's it's a step too far mm. but I, I can and I, I will not it's it, it's a choice I'm making mm. you know because it just feels and I think this is it this is it what I do with my clients is sort of say make it your choice you know I just think I can't be doing with the staring and yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put a swimsuit on and just enjoy it because I like getting in the you know getting in the sea and stuff yeah um so it's a personal choice rather than I can't wear a bikini you know I can and I will if I want yeah. to yeah absolutely or maybe you just can't yet. And you, you know, you're just not quite there yet, but you but will I think be. the word can't is, you know, yeah, maybe it's a personal thing, but people are normally saying it like you're not allowed. If you've mm. got wings, you shouldn't show them. Yeah, yeah. Who and says? Arms come up so much. I find mean, it's so interesting. Arms, do they? There's obvious stuff. Tummies yeah. Like bums and thighs and things. But arms, arms. come up. But I think it's a really natural evolution of I we're all What's grannies. All grannies have Everybody. really wobbly arms. It's like I'm not saying I'm it's like, like that. It's yeah. normal. I it think is it's normal. Physiology. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like it's like cellulite. It's really normal. I read recently oh, God, yeah. they um think I think it was Vogue who invented cellulite. I think it was Vogue. Um, I should check, double check. Yeah, let's check that. <laughs> I will do. Sorry, um, Vogue, if it's not Vogue, but if it is, then sort yourself out. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it was in the like, you know, 60s or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, I always pull these things right from the top of my head. But, you know, <laughs> these things have been invented to, mm. I mean, like like the BMI is an invention. It's not a medical measure. 
it is an invention it yeah, was it's it was an astronomer who was interested in drawing up tables of population you know it was never meant to be a health and it mm. isn't measure yeah you know, it's just another thing it's just it's been made up I did not know that because I and I'm I'm kind of going like this because uh when we were trying for um to start a family you know we were going through IVF and you have to have your BMI measured and if it's out of the parameters You're you don't added. you don't get you don't get a chance and I can see it from some point of view from a a health point of view from a this is my opinion right from a weight point of view when you're trying really if if there is some loss that needs to be done to, to potentially aid then I think there's nothing wrong with that but sure, I did not it, I did not it, know that BMI was no if it does aid but actually there's absolutely no evidence there's no scientific no. data that says it does yeah and this is where I am very much if somebody that is in a profession that I really know nothing about, I'm not very interested. A doctor says to me, this is what you need to do. I'll go, okay. No, it's just a way of filtering out. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, there's a whole, it's not time for us to go into it today, but the medical gaslighting around, you know, the BMI ultimately was adopted Mm. in America where healthcare is paid for. And so it's yeah. a way of getting more money, insurance premiums, getting more money from people. Okay. It's fundamentally, it's fundamentally racist, it's important to say, because because generally in America, the the, the black people that were part of, you know, those the med- medical health care, way more in general terms, black mm. people, white people are such a general term. Yeah. But, um, it meant that that black people could be charged more. It's just, it's a way of separating out white and black people. Yeah. Wow. You don't need wow. to look very far on the internet to look at the racist. Uh, yeah. Of, of the BMI. Yeah, the BMI and just, yeah. Fat. Very, very, very I'm interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, Joe, does being the size that you are, You've said, I'm not saying this, this is your words. You said a moment ago, you're fat. And like I said, I don't, I don't like that word. And you can ask me why in a minute. Um, do you think it does hold you back in business? Not, not anymore. Because not anymore. Yeah. I mean, because I'm self-employed. I mean, I mm. think at work when I was um, employed. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't think people see fat women as successful. No. Yeah. Either. That women are successful but it's not because they're not it's not because they're not it's funny though isn't it instantly my head then went to right who do I think as successful women and I was I was looking in my brain for bigger people yeah could it wasn't the first ones that came into my mind no mm, because really we do stigmatize and yeah assumptions that mm. fat because we've got this rhetoric in society that it's not healthy and that it's controllable, yeah. Refute. Um, then if if people are not slimmer, they must be somehow not capable of, yeah, you know, or being too lazy. Okay. To, you know, so that's the assumption, isn't it? Mm. Um, so does it hold me back? I think not. And obviously, you know, made a career out of being proud of it and um, training people on it. So. So no, but I, the judgments are there, and I have mm. had some clients in the past 
who don't come to work with me around body stuff because I do other things, um, who will make quite derogatory comments sometimes. So, yeah, it's hard to know, isn't it? Interesting, yeah. It really is. Um, so the word fat yeah. for me um, is... Oh, it's to say. No, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not actually... So I'm six foot tall, right? And I've always been, always been called skinny mm. my whole life. So for me, it's, it's actually probably the opposite. Mm. I've always been called skinny. And actually I'm like, well, this is just my body. Yeah. This is my body. I'm not fat. I'm not skinny. I'm just my body. Some days I'm bigger than, than I was a month ago because that's the choice that I've made to not do exercise or not eat particularly well. So what? Or actually, it might not necessarily be connected to that, you know. Yeah. There are other yeah. reasons. Well, oh, yeah. I'm sure there is. But it's for me, it's like... Um, you, you know that there's a there's a correlation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's other things that may or have stopped me doing things in my business, not because of weight or anything like that. So it's, yeah, it's... It's been a really interesting conversation. I appreciate we're not going to have much time left, but um, for it's anyone... A, but the word fat, is it, it jolts with you. I guess it's had, had very negative connotations in our society. Yeah, right? it has, and it pisses me right off, <laughs> I'm honest. Yeah. It does, it does, because, you know, there's this whole... Okay, I do exercise. I do feel like I look after myself. But also people say, oh, you're, you're, you're really skinny or you're really thin. And it's like, well, also don't forget, I'm six foot tall, right? So I can hide yeah. <laughs> a lot of my body because I'm tall and it kind of just goes down. This is, again, being a bit germanistic, but. Well, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And I just think, well. But it's interesting. It's nobody's business. That people make. Yes, of your body, and actually, and I'll, and I, you know, I make assumptions too because when I asked yeah. that question yeah. in our container, and you stopped and paused, I did not expect you, yeah, to, go, oh, yeah, so it's that no. it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and actually, for me, um, it's not about weight; it's about other things that kind of thought, <laughs> oh, does does your appearance, does you know, me wearing glasses. Oh, um yeah. these kind of things does that hold you back in business so we just kind of brought up a load of things that how people perceive themselves yeah or perceive other people what is that doing for them yeah. in stopping them doing what they want to do well exactly and I think yeah. just to add to your question we asked about does it hold me back I think there are times when I don't think I would go and stand on a stage I'm quite happy to kind of be visible and and to do things yeah. in in person you know like yeah. but um yeah, I think, you know, there is still a fear about the judgments and being being looked at. I and mean, you know that people are making judgments. And some days I just yeah. think, oh, can't cope with that. Yeah. You know? And and that's normal, though, right, isn't it? You're going to have these feelings. And as long as you you look at what's coming up for you that day, in that moment, exactly. just, don't, just don't sit in it. What I often say to my clients is, you know, this isn't about loving your body. It's about being more at peace with it and yeah. repairing the relationship you have with your body. Yeah. So there is hatred and shame and hiding yeah. um and, and so that's what I I'm able to be much more confident and I can put up with the comments or the staring mostly mm. but some days you know I'm just like I just ugh, I'm not gonna yeah. deal with it 
And you're yeah. so beautiful, Joe. Like I never look at the size of somebody. And I guess this is just me. You know, I think you are. And I'm, you know, I'm really honored of you to come in and talk about this as well. Um, and I, and everyone that knows and listens to my podcast, I always ask a question about what's your favorite cake? Because I love coffee and cake. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, so I am going to ask you it, but I feel like there's going to be something coming back at me. <laughs> do you have a favorite cake? Do you like cake? Well, I have obviously thought deeply about this when <laughs> you would ask. Mm. Well, and then, and what it made me think was, you know, when you ask, when fat people are asked about food, mm. trigger something. Now, yeah. it, it doesn't in me. However, I, I thought, God, whatever I answer, I feel like there may be people thinking, well, of course she'd say that. Right. So. Stop it. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't care. I know. I know. It made me Easy just, for me to say that, though, right? I get one it. One of the things I, I, well, I do, I don't care what people think generally so much, like, so I don't worry about that. But one thing I really like about your podcast is that you do ask that, and it's just really normalizes eating nice food. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some people would be like, oh, I don't, I don't eat cake very much. Yeah. Fine. But, you know, it doesn't make just... a virtuous person. Don't eat cake no. or do don't Exactly. Eat there's nothing about how you how big you are or how small you no, are. It's like, do you want to come for a coffee? Or do you is. want a bit of cake? If you the don't, fine. <laughs> people eat or don't eat. People, mm. lots of people in society make judgments. So if I sat here and said to you, actually, cake isn't, I, I don't eat much cake. Mm. It sounds like I'm trying to be virtuous. Yeah, I get it, that. Crisps are my thing, right? Well, okay. Yeah, we can do a <laughs> podcast. However, Maybe I'll ask that. <laughs> that could be seen as the same thing though isn't it crisps and still food so exactly well you yeah. could ever do a podcast i think i'll have to do crisps crisps it's really important sort of but the, um, to yeah. answer the question i actually i do like cake and it was hard mm. to choose but <laughs> if anything i would say a belgian bun what a belgian bun belgian bun you know what a belgian bun is well, i do Nobody has ever said to me, Joe, a Belgian, that's very specific. That would be the, do you know if you go in and there's like all these different cakes, the Belgian bun would be there for days going, somebody please buy me. I'd be like, no, not for me. I love, love it. Love the yeah. raisins. Bit of icing. Yeah. 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 Well, there we go. That's why everyone's so different. Joe, you've been an absolute dream. And I hope for anyone that's listening, you've um, taken some snippets from what we've talked about today and thank you so much like, like I said for being open and honest in the conversations if anybody is interested in working with you more around anything that you do um where can we find you Joe? joereader.com is my website everything is there and if you um, want to follow me on instagram i'm the body empowerment coach and i would um, love to have people about this yeah brilliant thank you so much lovely thank you have a wonderful day and I will speak to you soon. Okay, bye.